Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. All right, this is the Thunder and Lightning postgame show here on supertalk.fm. I'm Brian Haydad. Mississippi State just finished up a final score, 31-28 to loss to the Arkansas Razorbacks, uh, a game that saw State once again get off to a slow start, once again come back, grab a lead. But in the end, just too many self-inflicted mistakes uh, for the Bulldogs. And now they are, you know, they, they take the loss. Uh, three missed field goals in the day, an incredible amount of penalties. Uh, and then again, at the same time, as you might expect at this point in our lives, a really bad call makes the difference uh, down towards the end. So State now 5-4 and four on the season. They've got some tough games left to play. I, I thought that by and large, you know, after the slow start, Will Rogers really got things going. He ends up with four touchdowns and one pick and ran quite possibly the best 20-second offense I've ever seen in my entire life. That was some Madden-esque stuff there of being able to get into field goal range in three plays like that. So I, I give Rodgers a lot of credit. The running game was once again relatively efficient. I thought State offensively was was pretty good after they got once they got going in the second quarter. But that slow start, man, and you can, it's just tough to fall behind ten nothing all the time. That's the difference. That's that's one of the differences in the game. Um, I think the biggest thing I'm gonna, I, I guess you know, when we looked ahead to tomorrow's podcast for me is. I would not have changed kickers. Would not have changed kickers. I know Ruiz, uh, that's two bad misses he had, especially missing a 23-yarder. That, that's just tough. But he's a better kicker than Nolan McCord. He just is. I would have given him the chance to, to go out there and, and be the hero. Uh, but it didn't happen that way. So, Dogs now 5-4. and four. Auburn, who got manhandled today by uh, Texas A&M, is up next. And uh, the Bulldogs will continue to to, to season and see what see what happens. So, all right, let's uh, let's get started with some uh, some questions and all that kind of stuff. Rob Hadaway, you're up first. Then we got Scott Neighbors, and then Graham Hill. Rob, are you there? I'm here. <coughs> <laughs> go ahead. Then. Go ahead and get my Mike Leach throat clear out of the way. Yeah, get that going. Um, I don't know what my takeaway is there. I, I mean, I think Will is just blossoming in front of our eyes. Yeah. Um, like you said, that, that last 19 seconds, um, is as well played as I have ever seen. Uh, I can't believe that we got that open and shoot. We might should have just taken another shot. Um, you know, as many times as I've seen us play Arkansas, it just, it seems like they always have the ability, no matter who is their coach of having like that one guy open somewhere on the boundary whenever yeah. they need it. And God yeah. almighty, that was the last drive all over again. And, Say what you want about the refs, but I mean, there were opportunities to stop them on that drive that we missed. But. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. Um, you know, that, that's what you know. These last second games come down to is who makes the play and who doesn't. I thought State had made the play, and I, I, I thought the defense was going to make a stop there. You know, Bef- prior to that last drive, defensively, you had not played that poorly. I know they had the uh, the touchdown on the zero blitz where. Where you know you, you've got Colin Duncan one on one with with Traylon Burks, that's not a great matchup by any decision. I'm sure Zach Arnett would like to rethink that decision. But you know, if you told me they were going to give up you know 23 points, I was like, oh, they, they were going to win the game, and that was in doubt until the final minutes. So you know, it, it was just all three phases of the game today yeah. didn't have their best day, and yet state you know, go ahead. Well, they had that. They had that one drive where it was all Traylon Burks. Um, yep. Every it was like Hugh Freeze out there calling plays, trying to get the ball to one guy. 
I will um, say that and, I hope Mike and, Leach and he was not a part of that last drive at all. Yeah. I hope Mike Leach took some notes from that in terms of that's your best guy, get him the ball. I know Tulu Griffin wasn't there today, but that's being said, I thought State did a good job of getting the ball to Polk today. And obviously we're seeing Ra Ra Thomas sort of blossom uh, at, at late in the season, which is exciting to see. Sort of the same way that Jaden Wally did uh, this time last year as well. But, I mean, he's a little bit bigger playing out there on the outside, a little bit better red zone target. So we'll see how it goes. Ooh, and Ra Ra, Ra, Ra um he he got lucky that he get, didn't get flagged over that second touchdown. Yeah, the, the celebration. Yeah, he, he did the chopper style on them there. So, oh well. He was he All was right. close to Key and Peel's uh, too many pumps. Yes, I, just I saw the the uh, referee was giving him a good talking to about don't you do that again, young man. Yeah, yeah, they, they let him have the one. So, all right, Rob, thanks, man, appreciate it. Uh, let's go next to Scott Neighbors, Graham Hill. You're up next. Scott, are you there? I'm here, Brian. Um, What's going on, man? I'm going to say pretty much the same thing I said after the Memphis game. As a former coach, it doesn't matter how bad you play the whole game. When you get down to it and the plays have to be made, the expectation is there whether you should be in the situation or not that the game is going to be called correctly. And this is the second time now that it has just blatantly not been called correctly. And I'm getting tired of watching it you know, over and over because it always happens to us. Yeah. And I'm, it's sickening. Oh, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, officiating is just bad at this, at this point for me, Scott, thank, thanks for the, uh, the comments, man. Uh, just for me at this point, I just come into the game expecting it. You know, there are just certain things you expect. You expect to hear the cowbells in Starkville. You, be, you expect to see the state throw the ball. 50 plus times a game or whatever and you just expect the officiating to be bad and you just hope that it isn't bad in the in the absolute worst moment of the game and it was it was for mississippi state today um and that's a, it's a bad call I, it's not the kind of call that's so egregious that we're going to get the uh the nice letter from greg sankey and the little graphic as bart gregory was saying on twitter but it's a bad call one way or the other so just have to move and then, forward and then they that. and then they missed the false start you know, on the touchdown, I gotta rewatch that play. I guess I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not seeing the, the, the guard. I, I, the guard is the, moving. Which guard, right or left? I think it's the right guard. No, the left right, guard. I'll, the I'll left go guard back is moving. And, uh, and we've got a question: Was the snap bad on the last field goal? I've seen a lot of people talking about that. I missed that. I haven't. I haven't seen the snap. I, ha- I haven't seen a replay. But I mean, I, I can believe it. I don't know. I mean, as bad as state special teams are, if you want to throw another log on that fire, sure. I don't I don't have a problem with that. So uh let's move on. Graham Hill is coming in now. Kyle Bolware, you're gonna be up next. Hey buddy. Graham, are you there? Hey, what's up, man? So how do we feel? Um just kind of a off the wall question, but how do we feel about running the ball that much from the air raid to running the ball a lot? I mean it's working. I feel like it's effective. I feel like, you know, Marks and, and Johnson are, are getting better each week. Marks had some big runs. The biggest play of the game for me for State was the fourth and three where Marks just makes a tremendous run, bounces off a tackler, and yes. gets the first down. That's a yes. huge play. If, if, you don't, if you don't get that play there, it's probably a blowout loss. Arkansas probably just goes I, down and just t- takes it away. I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, going forward about a – Maybe a 20-attempt game is kind of the right number. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
20, 20 rushes and 50 passes for 70 plays and that, seems, seems about where Mississippi State's going to be. And that's probably what opened up the middle just a little bit, but that was, that was the only mm-hmm. thing I had. Hey, in 20, yeah. 2015, was that you that hooked up with Jerome Nettles for the tailgate show? No. Hell State Not tailgate. that I know of. I, Hell State ta- Not that I remember, Graham. On the radio? Okay. I mean, it's I, possible, but – but my gosh, it's been that's you know six years ago. Might as well have been ten thousand years ago for me. I thought it might have I been. I, I, I couldn't remember for sure either. I was on that show. It was just a little deal that played every Saturday before a state game, and I had to move to Alabama. And the powers that be didn't want to do a Skype or anything like that. So but anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Hell State. Not, not that I remember though. Okay. Thanks, Graham. Right, see you, buddy. Appreciate it, man. All right. We got uh, a good question. We got a good question sure. from Grant Rowland. Why do we always okay. start so slow? Well, I mean, at this point, it, it, it just—it just is what it is, right? That's just what this team is. I don't know—I don't know the answer to that, but it's been in every game. It's literally been in every game that state, as state led first in a game this year. I guess Louisiana Tech, right? That, that, they were up fourteen to nothing. Oh, that's right. They, went, yeah. they were up. They were up. I guess they were—they they, they led the whole game against North Carolina State because they got the kickoff return to start it off, right? But they were trailing Memphis. They were trailing LSU. They—I think they trailed. I guess they scored first against A&M, right? It was 3 nothing, but then it was 7-3. to Obviously, they trailed Alabama. Uh, Vandy, I, well, I guess I'm, I'm talking myself out of this, but it just feels like State starts slow. I, I definitely get it. It's just it's just a feature of this team at this point. It's, it just is what it is. So, All right, let's go to Kyle Bolware. Taylor Ball, you're up after him. You there, hey, Kyle? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Go ahead, man. Uh, at what point do we move on from Scott Lashley? That dude is a momentum killer literally every game. What what makes me gives me some hope that and I mean we've only there's only, you know, we only got three games left. But they made the change here late in the season to Cole Smith, and I think he's done a great job these last two games. So I'm hopeful that somebody can maybe step up in, in these next couple of games and get that position, but I don't know who it is. Uh, State's just thin on tackles. They just are. I don't think that Nick Jones can go out there and do it. I don't think Albert Reese is ready to do it. So it, it just. I, but you're. But you're not wrong about Lashley. He he's playing really poorly. There's just no way around that. He, you know, he is. Every time you see him, you're like, okay, I get why Nick Saban never played this guy. Makes you makes you wonder why he recruited him sometimes. To yeah, be totally it, I'm honest. impressed. I'm impressed that he even made it to Tuscaloosa. I mean, that guy's not good. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he's got he's got the tools, right? He's got the big frame. For he's sure. got the long arms. But it just it just doesn't click for him, whatever. So, you know, it just it just is what it is. So, thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it, man. All right, who we got up next here? Uh, Taylor Ball, and then Ryan Strickland, who cooked some delicious looking ribs earlier today. He sent me the pictures. Hey guys, Taylor, you there? Hey. Um, hey, what's going on, man? What what do you what's your thought on that Arnett all out blitz leaving Colin Duncan one on one with Burks? I feel like that's where we really kind of shot ourselves in the foot, not just trying to hold him to a field goal. Yeah, and and I remember last year, a couple of plays against Alabama were like, uh, what was that kid's name? Lan- uh, what was his name? Ryan, the safety, the walk-on, great hair. London Craft. Yeah, London, London Craft. Craft. How did yeah. I already forget his name? But he had a couple of one-on-ones with Devontae Smith, and I was just up in the press box going, what the hell are you – how do you draw that up? Or, my, or the 2012 Egg Bowl where Nico Whitley was covering uh, Dante Moncrief one-on-one. I'm like, you know, maybe you just want to scrap that particular – 
whatever. It's obviously a call. It reminded me a little bit of last year too, with uh, in the Georgia game where he went all out on a third and long, and 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 if you get home, if you get the sack there, you look like a genius. When you don't. It's the other way around. So, and I'm sure Arnett would tell you that he's trying to he's trying to get the pressure on him. He's hopeful that maybe one of his guys coming can maybe put a hand up and deflect the ball or something. But I I, I am just of the opinion that if you've got two All American corners and and you do with Emerson and Forbes, you got two great players there. I, I just I don't really worry about positions and where you are on the field as much as I'm just going to tell Martin Emerson wherever that kid goes, you're going to go. And and that you know if he goes to the slot, well then you're in you're in the nickelback, you're in the slot. If he's outside, if he's in the backfield, then you're up close to the line of scrimmage. But we're going to keep you on him at all times. I, and then maybe there's you know a football reason for that that I'm not aware of because I'm not a coach. And the whole you're not a coach so you can't complain thing is wrong. But the whole you're not a coach so you don't know everything is totally right. I don't know everything, but that just felt that it was a bad it was a bad call. There but there are bad calls offensively too. I mean there's some play calls there that you go either way. Coaches make bad calls. By and large, the defense did enough tonight up until the final drive. And even then, they got the stop, and it was taken away by, by poor officiating. So, this is uh, what it is. Ma- All right. Matt- Matthew Cunningham wants to bring up something that you need to bring up tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, we are 0-1 sure. since Robbie posted a video of himself singing on Twitter. That's not true. He does that all the time. I'm pretty sure he's posted more this football season. I know that he has. He also posted them during baseball season, and then they won a national title. We're not putting this on Robbie, nor are we putting it on me for being positive. All right, we're not doing that. We're just they just lost. All right, Ryan Strickland, and then Austin Owen. We got a celebrity lineup coming up here. Ryan, are you there? I am, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I've been better. Um, <laughs> I believe it. How much longer can Matt Brock get away with this? And also, and also, uh, I love Zach Arnett as much as the next guy. He's my Joe Mm -hmm. Lee Dunn at this point. Mm -hmm. I'll be with him to the bitter end. But I mean, we're just not getting home on these blitzes. At what point do you do you just accept it and try and just cover? Well, I'll answer the second question first, man. What you're saying is sort of the same thing as at what point does Mike Leach switch to the wishbone? I mean, this is this is this guy's. Uh, this is what he does. This is the defense that he 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 installs, that he calls, and that he believes in. This is the system that he grew up in uh, out there on the West Coast. So that's not changing. He's going to continue to be aggressive. And honestly, I mean, I don't have a problem being aggressive. You know, you're going to miss some, you're going to get some. Um, by like I said, until the final drive of the game, the defense had done enough to win. And then the and then the last drive is what it is. But I don't have a problem being aggressive there. Like I said, if he makes that, if he makes that play, they get a sack there, and you hold him to a field goal. Well, you won the game. You won the game. Um, crap. What was the first question, Ryan? Uh, how much longer can Matt Brock get away with? It? Oh, okay. So with Brock, Brock is also the outside linebackers coach. He's also one of the better recruiters on the staff. So the idea of him leaving isn't isn't palatable. But at the same time, yes, you got to figure something out with special teams. The problem is, who are you? Who are you going to fire? You got because somebody has to go because you don't. You, you are at the the maximum number of. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're at the maximum number of spots as it is. So I don't know who you're going to let go to bring in an actual special teams coach 
or do you just tell Leach to take over that? I don't think that's what we want. So I don't know, but you're you're the 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 premise you're getting to that something needs to be changed there is good. It's accurate, but the solution for it that I, I don't have that. So we'll see what happens. All right, thanks, Ryan. Uh, go next to Austin Owen, Justin Strawn. You'll follow him up. You there, Ian? Uh, let me just start off by saying it What's is up, man? fantastic to hear Ryan, the Chinese buffet killer Nelson's voice once again. Uh, unbelievable <laughs> that he missed last week. Super disappointed. But when he moved, that's when Taste of China closed. <laughs> it's <laughs> like hearing the angels of heaven speak again. Um, thank you, right, thank you for it? coming from you. That's it does. It does to, to say it. Um, and, and I hate to sound like a like a like a like a broken record here, uh, but the tackling and the wrap ups by this defense is. Uh, I've said it from the very beginning, the very first game. If you look at that last drive with a minute left, uh, the quarterback starts running. We had three missed tackles on that drive where he scrambled, I think, for eight or nine yards to get a first mm-hmm. down. I mean, that's devastating to the defense. You know, that's field goal position on a third and mm-hmm. eight, I believe, is what it was. This has been a consistent mm-hmm. theme for the defense all year long. Um, I don't know how we fix it at this point. Uh, I think we have to look forward to next year. Um, but that seems to be the Achilles heel for this team is the wrap-up. You look at the Memphis game. You look at the LSU game. Alabama, a completely different animal, but but once we're going right, again, yeah. right, you know, um, these yeah. these missed tackles in crucial situations, and it comes to just wrap-ups. Uh, that's, that's syllabus day stuff, you know what I mean? Um, uh, that's really my only complaint about the game. I thought Will Rogers really took it to another level. Um, mm-hmm. drop passes, if you look at his, his stats, I think they will be very misleading from a paper standpoint. Yeah. Um, he hit eight receivers in the hands today and they were drop passes. Those are all catchable passes. Uh, so I think yeah. from an offensive perspective, I think we're still making progress, but defensive, uh, I really think we're taking, I don't know if it's a step backwards, but we're staying um, stagnant to say the least. Uh, so, right. And, that, and one yeah. of the things that, that coaches talk about AO these days is it's difficult to practice tackling because there's so much emphasis on player safety and you just don't want to, you know, you're just not, it's not like the old days when you practiced in full pads and you went full speed, you know, four days a week and then you had the game or whatever. But that said, you know, missing tackles was a big reason. I mean, it's just another reason Mississippi State lost tonight. They had some opportunities for some, some big plays defensively and they couldn't make them out there because they missed tackles. So, I mean, when you lose, all these things are magnified. And when you, when you win, they, they get minimized a lot of times. You know, is State a good tackling team if on that last play, you know, something happens and State holds on to win the game? Or if he makes the field goal and we're still in overtime and State finds a way to win? Is State a good tackling team? No. No. Is State special team is good? No. But when you, when you win, I always say it's like you'd much rather talk about your problems coming off a win than a loss. This feels better, so. Correct. Hey, but, but before I get the bounce, yeah. let me ask you one question. I, and I'm not sure if anybody else brought this up or not. The decision to pull Ruiz at, at the last kick. Um, yeah, I talked about that okay. at, at the beginning. I, I don't agree with it. I, Ruiz is just the better kicker. He's just he's just better than McCord. So I know I know he had missed two, but I, I would have given him that kick. That's just me. Um, 
I'm sure Leach had his reasons for it, but and, and at the end of that, you know, Ruiz has been injured all season long. Maybe he could, he maybe he went to to Leach and said, "I'm not right." L- looking at him on the sidelines there when they showed him, it looked like he was disappointed to not be in the game. But maybe, but but that might just be like, I- "I'm hurt and I can't make these kicks." But you know, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that. So, and uh, lastly, what are we drinking tonight, boys? You call it. Uh, thanks for thanks for your time. Appreciate it as always, Brian. Good to hear from you, Brian. Wow. All right. That was a little hard. He started out with compliments uh, and ended. Uh, I was going to say. Normally normally you want to go the compliment sandwich. You want to give yeah. a compliment, then a criticism, then a compliment. Yeah. Drink I, whiskey. I agree, on the, I would agree on the tackling, but I do think we need to give K.J. Jefferson. That guy's a freaking beast and hard played to good. take down. He played good. And he would be a fantastic Mississippi State Bulldog if Dan Mullen was still the head coach. How, how, did, the, how did that not happen? We, we took Schrader. Oh, never mind. I mean, as simple as that. It is is literally that simple. We took Schrader over him. If you want to, if you really want to get Mullen on the uh, the hook for something, although I guess he wouldn't, he probably wouldn't be running an air raid system. But uh, if you've watched Jerry Bohannon at Baylor, who's really good, uh, we took Jalen Maiden over him. So there you go. Uh, Justin Strawn's next. Then we've got Wyatt Funderburk. Justin, are you there? I am here. What's up, man? Not much. How are you? Well, I'm as good as I can be, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I could go negative. I could go talk to ask you about officiating or special teams, but I'm a generally positive person, so let me ask mm-hmm. you about something positive. Sure. Two-sided question. When do we have to start having the real discussion about just how special Will Rogers is? And on the flip mm-hmm. side, when do we start having the discussion about how the Sawyer-Robertson era might not ever happen? Okay. Uh, well, Rogers. I will say this, Rogers is playing really well, and, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's really, he's putting up the kind of numbers I would expect to put up in a, Mac, a Mike Leach system. Maybe he's a little ahead of that pace, but because he's not throwing a whole ton of interceptions. It's, he's had, Leach has had some QBs that have put up, you know, 15 to 20 picks in a year, and you don't really get too mad because they throw 35 or 40 touchdowns, but Rogers has been really good this year. Really good. He's still completing about 74, 73% of his passes. Uh, touchdown to interception now should be something what, like like 23 to 5 or 23 to 6, something like that. I mean, it's really good. Uh, and he'll continue to put up numbers. I mean, you look at the last two games of the year. I don't know if State's going to win the Egg Bowl or not, but Ole Miss's defense is not good. So he'll put up numbers in that. And obviously, for whatever he plays against uh, Tennessee State, he'll put up numbers in that. And then we'll see about Auburn. Auburn's very good defensively. They had a decent day today. They just couldn't do anything offensively. Um, with Sawyer Robertson, it's a, it's a, such an interesting thing. You know, he, when, he, when you recruit that kid, I mean, he has to see the depth chart, right, and say, okay, well, the guy in front of me who's playing right now is a freshman. So it's possible if he plays well – it could be a while before I, I get hold of the job. That said, I do believe Leach is the kind of guy who, you know, when he gets to the, the spring and the fall, it, it's not anything ever going to be set in stone that Will Rogers is your quarterback. I mean, he's 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 in the past played two quarterbacks, you know, more than than he probably should have. So I think that you know Robertson will have his opportunities, but yeah, I mean Rogers, if he keeps playing at this level, and he. he I, I, I don't know if he got better than he was last week. It's going to be tough to ever be better than completing 92% of your passes. But, he, you know, he threw for a ton of yards. He threw four touchdowns. He had one bad, one really bad throw, which was the interception. There were definitely some drops. And, and like I said, running, the, running that, that offense with 20 seconds left 
to get into field goal range. State hasn't had – okay, I'll put it this way. State's had one other quarterback that could have ever done that. His name is Dak Prescott. That was fantastic. You know, you can't blame Will Rogers for what happened today. So the slow start is, is one thing, but you, you just – you can't blame him. He's, he's playing really well. I mean, he's going to hold every record there is. And I, I get that the records are sort of a function of the offense the State is running. But he's going to be so far in front. I mean – Dak's record is 37-93. This year, Rodgers is probably going to crack four, a little bit over. But next year, he might throw for 1,000 more yards than that, at the, way, the rate that he's going and improving week to week. So I like Will Rodgers. I, you know, early on, I was a little down on him, as you all know. But, I mean, he's, he's definitely – he keeps getting better. And I'll be totally honest with you. From a statistical standpoint, he should be the first-team All-SEC quarterback. I mean, he's going to th- his touchdown interception ratio is great. Completion percentage is great. Obviously, yards he's going to blow everybody out of the water. Yeah, he doesn't run the football as much, but I mean, you can make a real case for him over Young and Corral. I'll just put it that way. You can make the case. I would probably if he if he wins the here's what's going to be really interesting, Justin, is this because Corral's numbers today were they were good. They were good. They weren't great. They play A and M next week. His numbers probably won't be that great. And then you play Vanderbilt, yeah, you'll have good numbers against them for sure. But the Egg Bowl could sort of be like it was in, uh, I guess, 2013. when and Dak didn't win the uh, Connerly that year, Gabe Jackson did, but it was pretty obvious that the, the Egg Bowl swayed a lot of people in that game. Um, am I right about that? Did Gabe Jackson win the Connerly? Yeah, no, that's right. Okay, so... What happens if Rodgers wins the Egg Bowl and just has a much better game than Corral? The Connerly is on the 30th. Is it possible that we've gone from Matt Corral, Heisman favorite, to he can't win the Connerly because Will Rodgers is going to win it? I think Man, you can make I, a real I case would, for that. I would be shocked. Even when Corral plays bad like he did last week, they still just praise him. Mm-hmm. Well, they have – they they do they he gets a lot of praise and and look I, I know nobody in here likes Corral but I, I get that it's fine but he's he is a tough player he is playing well he's playing at a high level he's carrying that team too that team without him is a train wreck so he, he a lot of the credit is deserved there so we'll see but but Rogers to answer Justin quick thanks again Justin he's playing well he's playing really well all right let's go to Wyatt Funderburk Coach Brad Haynes you're up behind him. Wyatt, are you there? Wyatt, you there? Hello. Hey, hey Wyatt, I got you. Sorry, What's Brian. Up? How you doing? No, I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. I'm trying to stay positive. Um, there's a lot to be yeah. encouraged about after watching this game, despite, mm-hmm. you know, the obvious outcome. But I think Will had a great game after the first quarter. We got to be pumped about that. We did enough to overcome the bad penalties. We did enough to overcome the bad calls. But we can never do enough to overcome those special teams issues. I just feel like that's going to be yeah. the albatross. I, we cannot figure out the kicker position. It's just killing us. And I feel bad for putting young Nolan McCord in there in the longest game of mm-hmm. the longest kick of his life on the road in that hostile environment. I just don't think it's, I just don't think that's the move. And that's, that's uh, very tough. Very tough. I mean, I just, I appreciate I, I, I can't go ahead. 
I know I just appreciate how how the how resilient the offense was. I hate the slow start, but man, they did enough to win, and I just hate that it came down to those kicks. You know. Yeah, I mean that's just how it goes sometimes. You know, I mean if you're not good in all, if you're not an elite team, you got to be good in all three phases. And state just wasn't today. I will say this, and thanks for the uh, the call there, uh, Wyatt. I will say that if you look now, it's a state in the recruiting process and signing day and all that. State's got to go to the portal for a kicker at this point. You can't, you can't take any risk. I don't know who's going to be out there, but you got to look at them. And I know you guys are probably saying, "Oh no, another transfer." It's got to be that way, though. It's got to. You got to. You got to find somebody. Uh, What's the score of the South Carolina game? Is it uh, ten to seven? Mullen Mullen may lose his job after this game. <laughs> they lose to South Carolina. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to oh, laugh. Oh, Danny but that's, boy. That's just funny, Ryan, and you you know that it is. So, oh yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? All right, uh, Brad Haynes. Nobody else is in the queue after Brad. So, if we want to keep this thing going, uh, jump in. You can feel free to talk. Otherwise, Brad, you might be the last one tonight. Brad, what's up, man? Coach, how you doing? Eh, well, fifty percent of the teams that play today are going to lose. <laughs> That's too country. That's too country to be mulling. You got to. <laughs> you don't have enough Yankee in you. There you go. Uh, two things. Number one, yeah. uh, I've talked to my boy Wesley Miller. We're going to start working on his kicking. So when he gets on campus. Yeah, that's a good call. Good call. We'll be doing that. Second thing, how different is this game if Burks is ejected for the punch? Well, it's totally different. I mean, he is a huge difference maker there in the second half, and he's the best player. And I think that's a huge uh, momentum swing as well. Because think about it, he gets ejected there. I think it would have been – I think it was second and five. Instead, now it's second and 20 because they put tack 15 yards. I mean, the, the, it changes everything. So, and he did throw a punch. I won't have any uh, arguments about that. That's something that I wish the SEC could go back and take a look at, sort of the same way they look at targeting. Like, hey, I think we've got a potential, you know, because that's what they, that's what they say, right? We have a potential targeting. We're going to review it. There should be there's a potential punch. We're going to review it because that's what he did. He threw a punch. There, there's there's no getting around that. So, all right. Yeah, you think at some point, the guy in the booth, or somebody could buzz down. Well, go, just hey, but. And it's not review. I guess I have to assume it's not reviewable. And if that's the case, just is what it is. Thanks, Coach. We got somebody else in here. We got a few more people joining us now. Scott Neighbors wants to get back in. Scott, what do you got for me? Scott, you there? Uh, One thing I meant to say earlier was the toughness of Will Rogers today. I mean, he obviously. Obviously, we didn't play very well. We didn't play our best game. He didn't have his best game. But to keep punching, keep coming back, obviously limping on and off the field, grabbing his shoulder, still running the ball when he could. I mean, I feel pretty good about his future here, especially with what we saw from Ra-Ra Thomas today, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's looking bright to me. Well, I mean, look at this receiving core, Scott. I mean, there's so many young guys. I mean, Polk is just a sophomore. And he he's a draft-eligible sophomore, but – as good as he is, does anything about his game just scream NFL? He's a little undersized. He gets open. He makes catches. Uh, he's reliable. I'll give him that. But he doesn't have burner speed or anything like that. I could see him coming back for another season. Obviously, Wally's back. Uh, Tulu Griffin will be back next year. Um, Ra Ra Thomas is going to be back. Rufus Harvey will, will be back. You, you'll probably see more of Teddy Knox, and, and you'll see Antonio Harmon next year. Uh, and then, you know, they're going to recruit a couple of guys who I think right now – if they flip Dorch or if they sign Xavion Thomas, those are such elite speed guys. They're probably going to make an appearance next year too. So you know, you're forgetting, you're for forgetting sure. somebody. Who am I forgetting? Your friend, Christian Ford. Oh, 
Oh, Christian Ford back. Austin Williams is back next year, too. He's already said he's coming back for one more year. So he'll have his doctorate by then. Be Dr. Williams at that point. But hey, why not? Yeah, Christian Ford, great game. Another another big game for him tonight. Made some big catches. All right, you guys want to keep this going. We got five guys in the queue. We'll keep it going. Then Justin Leonard, you are up. Keep us right. You're behind him. What's up, Justin? Justin, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry there you that. go. There he is. No problem, man. What's up? All right. It, it, Joe, Cole, Joe Coleman Jr. here again. Hadn't called for a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to compound. I'm not talking about this game. I, I just can't do it. I just I can only talk about this game. So okay. I'm going to compound a little bit off of what a few callers have said and what y'all kind of talked about on the last caller. We're doing this with non-Mike Leach recruits. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder – I, I just have to look big picture after a game like this because it just drives me crazy, this stuff. But, again, we lose this game by three points. We have two other, you know, special teams losses. It, it, we should be 8-1 and one right now. And these are with guys, and not that they're not good players. I mean, they're really good players. But yeah. Mike really hadn't had a time to really recruit to his system. So I just, like I said, I'm looking big picture down the road, but I really do believe at this point we can say that the Mike Leach system is going to work in Mississippi State. Oh, there, there's no question that all, the, the scheme itself can work. And, and you're right that he is more or less doing Now, Rodgers is the guy he recruited at Washington State, and obviously yeah. he fits yeah. what the yeah. state wants to do. I think that the running backs, Johnson is a little less of what they want, but he's playing really well. Marks is the kind of guy they want. And if you look at this upcoming recruiting class, that's the kind of running backs they, they, they seem to be going after, the smaller, more elusive open field guys. The, I think they're going to end up flipping that commitment from TCU, A.J. Allen, uh, at the rate they're going. Yeah. I, I, I think that's going to happen. Um, and then, you know, from the receiver standpoint, he, he's got a lot of guys that he would normally have. Like, this is as yeah. talented a receiving core no as he's probably had, outside of having Michael Crabtree, obviously. Um, Hell, it's the, one of the, the best receiving cores we've ever had. Oh, it's, it's, it's easily top three. Top three all time. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, the offensive line. That's where you don't really have his guys. You've got guys. Now, Cross is Cross. He's a first-rounder. He'd be good in any offense. He's just an elite talent. But the rest of these guys were recruited to, to mush straight ahead and get three or half, four yeah. yards of carry with a 240-pound tank behind them playing quarterback. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the offensive line is where you're going to see him recruiting differently. Uh, and, and those are the kind of guys, you know, and, and you know, he's still got to get some of those guys in this class. He had a decent class last year on the O-line, but this next class, you know, I don't know. State has, what, like one guy or two. They have Cam East and uh, and uh, the kid from Georgia, Jackson Cannon. Need to get a couple more guys in there, and I'm sure they will. But, yeah, that, that's where you're going to see the biggest change. So, thanks, Justin. Real, appreciate real quick, it, man. Real, real quick, I just want to say ahead, thanks for everything you do, bud. You, you Really good job. Oh, so. man, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see here. Keep us right. You're up now. And then when Ryan Strickland's going to get back in the game with us. Um, can you hear me? What's up, Kavis? Yeah, I can. you're good. You're good. Oh, okay. What's up, man? Nah, I was just going to say, uh, what's up, man? Like I, said, I, I can take a lot of positives away from this game. Like I said, special teams is, it is what it is at this point, really. Um, and like I said, I'm disappointed with the kickers and everything. And I think Red Ruiz is still hurting a little bit, in my opinion. I think he's still having full suffering mm-hmm. yet. And um, but uh, off, mm-hmm. off top, off topic though, I know it's early and I know it's about to be halftime. But Bam and LSU seven seven. 
That's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like either that's going to be one of the weirdest games ever or Alabama's going to come out in the second half and just blow their doors off somehow. But we'll see. It's crazy that that game's even close. It shouldn't be close. Alabama, LSU's running an actual 4 3. Yeah. With, with with three linebackers against Alabama and all their wide receivers, and they're they're having success. I don't I don't know. Let, let me chime let me chime in on Bam, Bam, uh, Florida South Carolina because I've been seeing Dan Mullen being in love with the deep ball all of a sudden. <laughs> oh yeah, what do you guys say? But that's all I got. Thank you and a good job for you and Robbie Falk too. All right, man. Thank, take it easy, Kevin. Appreciate it, man. All right, uh, let's see who's next here. Ryan Strickland's going to get back in. Scott Upton, you are on deck. Ryan, you got more for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I apologize for not saying thank you for the compliment on the ribs. Oh, you're you're welcome. They look good. And also, uh, Will Rogers is the guy, and we shouldn't be Mm -hmm. talking about Sawyer Robertson at all, and we should acknowledge him. I I just now I'm seeing his final stats. 36 of 48, 417, four touchdowns and a pick. I mean – it re- you really are nitpicking. Imagine that's the line for any quarterback in Mississippi State history. And I said, that's what he did in this game. I mean, who doesn't take that? I mean, you know how much I've annoyed you since the Mike Lee Terrace. Oh, my gosh. It's just, it's just never-ending. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm <laughs> in the boat. So, I mean, yeah. if I'm in the boat, everybody that, else. That's, that's one thing that's different, Ryan. Thanks, thanks for call, coming in, man. That's one di- thing that's different about this year to last year is last year there were no positives to take away from even in defeat, right? Every game was just miserable. And you're just like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. Now you're watching and you're like, gosh, if they could just clean a couple of things up, they'd be undefeated. Or not not undefeated. They would have lost Alabama, but they they would be in a much better position. Yeah, and I feel like – I can't remember what the guy's name, except he called himself Joe Coleman Jr. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, Justin. You just look at how – young this team is and it, it really does excite you moving on like the our, our yeah. running backs are incredible yeah well i mean mississippi state tweeted out a uh something uh this earlier this week it was 23 of the 28 touchdowns state scored this year have been scored by sophomores or freshmen and so you look at today wally's a sophomore rah is a freshman who caught the other touchdown marks marks was a sophomore yeah so i mean so now, so it's now twenty-seven out of thirty-two touchdowns are you know freshmen or sophomores. This team is young. Now next year's schedule is brutal. Don't get, don't mistake that. But it's getting there. It, it, it I really do feel like, and, and guys, this is me telling y'all that. If if I thought it was suck, if I thought it sucked, if I thought it had no chance, you know that I would tell you that. But I think it's getting there. I think it's going to be okay. All right, let's go to Scott Upton now, and then Kyle Bolwer. And then we'll finish. Taylor Bell, you're going to be the la- Taylor Ball. I'm sorry, you're going to be the last one tonight. Uh, but Scott, you're up, man. What's up? Hey, man. Um, I just wanted to say go Braves, and uh, also by all means, by all means, y'all deserve that. Why didn't we spy Burks any tonight? It just seemed like you know he he roasted us all night. Yeah, I talked and, about that a little bit about you know just my thoughts is I would just tell Emerson or Forbes that's your guy, and wherever he goes, you go. But obviously, you know, there's something that happens in defense that I don't get. And it's maybe it's because they're just not playing that much man. They do play a lot of zone, and you don't want to have a safety out there on the boundary. I, I guess that makes sense, but yeah, I just I'm, feel I'm just like, saying, especially in the red zone. Play. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, in the red zone especially, I would I would not let him go anywhere without Martin Emerson lined up over him. That's just me. So, well, I'm just saying, you knew who their best playmaker was. Yeah, and, no, and, no they, question. and he roasted us all night long. So, I, I hope okay. Leach that's took all a I had. Bit I think it. you've already probably got everything else. So, you know, I'm thanks, just Scott. Talk about Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Hi, buddy. I do hope, like I said, I hope Leach took a little bit from that and say, I got to find ways to get my playmakers the ball the way they get Traylon Burks the ball. You know, I'm, I'm not, I, I think at this point, if State ran an end around, it might score a touchdown because nobody in the damn world would be expecting it. All right, Kyle, you're up, and then uh, we'll go to Taylor. We'll finish up. Hey, uh, something I've noticed all year is how good do you think our culture is on our team right now? I feel like, you know, win or lose, when guys get in the media after the game, they always are, like, talking about Coach Leach or, or Coach Ornette, and they always they have positives. They always kind of keep their head up high, and mm-hmm. I haven't always noticed that of Mississippi State team. So I just – I feel like the malcontents last year, you know, we had our issues. But this year I feel like Mike Leach has built a really solid program. Yeah, you're, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Thanks, Kyle. Um, and that was something that, you know, some people who were down on the program – they were down, but they didn't want to be down on Leach. I think you know what I'm talking about when I say these, these the kind of people I'm talking about here. They post on a certain message board. But they they were like, oh, the culture that Joe Moorhead, it'll take us years. No, it doesn't take years to do that. Leach got rid of the malcontents last year. And now, I mean, I think you go back to the Georgia game a year ago, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, that you went to Georgia with 45 players, and you, and you lost by seven to one of the top ten teams in the country last year. Anybody who – I mean, anybody could have opted out. They could have just said, I'm, I'm not going. I'm, I'm going to opt out the rest of the season. Those guys that were left, which are the core of this team now, they, they, everybody was bought in at that point. And you're right, you know, this team has come back from – you know, even though they lost against LSU, they came back in that game. Uh, even though they were down, they lost. They came back against Memphis. Um, they, 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 you know, they were down to Kentucky. They came back and controlled that game. They were down in this game. They came back and grabbed the lead and, and had a chance to, yeah. to, to win it. The culture is good here at Mississippi State. Leach has it, got it really, guys who are bought into what he's doing. It really is. I haven't even thought about that, but he, he's absolutely right. These guys, besides the Alabama game, they, they don't quit. They don't look, you know, really beat down. Remember like the 2011 and 2012 teams with Mullen? Like, you know, they, especially the 2011, yeah. they, they, there was a lot of quit in that team. This team doesn't have that. I, I think he's right. I think he's, Leach is really building a good culture, and especially with these young players. Yeah. That's, that's very exciting. Yeah, and those young guys, I mean, next year, the leaders on the team are going to be, you're going to have some guys who are technically, you know, thanks to COVID, still sophomores. But they're going to be guys who have played in almost, you know, 25 games at that point. I mean, that's a great core of guys to build around. Rogers, Wally, uh, Marks, Johnson, you know. uh, uh, Tulu. uh, Tulu, Cole Smith, those guys. That's a good group. So I'm excited. I like I said, I believe I believe in what Mike Leach is doing here. And if that's coming from me, guys, you know that I'm not BSing you about it. Taylor Ball, bring us home. What do you got? Call Taylor, unmute, unmute. Come on, Taylor. Oh, Taylor, don't leave us like this. Come on now. We can't we can't finish on a bad note like this. Taylor. We gotta get somebody in here. Taylor, come on. 
Ah. All right, I'm going to take him down. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up then. Uh, tomorrow we'll have the podcast up. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into everything. We'll get Robbie's perspective on what happened uh, here or, or in Fayetteville tonight. We'll start looking ahead to Mississippi State-Auburn. Uh, should be a really good week on the pod. Uh, some, some good stuff to talk about. And, uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Thanks for joining me tonight on the postgame show, everybody. Ryan, thanks for your help as always. And uh, we'll talk to you again. And 69 listeners right now. 69. Nice. Talk to you guys later. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.